0: Genders. I'm here with my co-host Austin Lewandowski. Hi, everybody. That was pretty lame, but <laughs> it's like expected people to say hi back. <laughs> we're uh, we're newbies to this whole podcast thing. Never done this before, but Austin had this uh, this idea when he was Peru last year, and uh, just wanted to share stories. So we thought, hey, let's make this happen this year. And so we went out to lunch. It was. Barbecue, that's good stuff. Whitey's. Whitey's, Whitey's, Barbecue, Whitey's Barbecue in East do. Peoria, I highly recommend them, definitely, especially the days they have meatloaf, which they did not have that day. But we sat around and we talked about, uh, you know, this Peru podcast thing and want to tell stories about what it's like to get ready for a missions trip. And um, as we talked about it some more, we we kind of want to expand it beyond that to give a behind-the-scenes glimpse into all things student ministry. So... Uh, we're starting episode one. It's going to be raw. It's going to be a little rough. We have no clue what we're doing from a technological standpoint. Maybe don't even know what we're doing from a storyteller standpoint, uh, but bear with us. We'll get better. Uh, hang in on uh, multiple episodes to come. So, uh, But today, uh, we've got Pastor Brandon Landius. Give it up for Pastor Brandon. There we go. There we go. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to him in here in a second Why we're talking to him, but... Uh, first and foremost, just some things that are coming up in the life of City student ministry real quick. High school students are in the midst of finals, so they're walking around dazed and confused. Uh, pray for them. And uh, Christmas break is coming, so teachers are excited about that. Uh, we also have ICE camp coming up soon, March 1st through the 3rd. We're going to Miracle Camp in Michigan. So uh, if you are a 7th grader through 12th grader, it would be great to have you on that trip. Go to register. register.greatoaks.church for more information. So I think that's it. Anything else you need to.
1: Or if you want to talk? volunteer at Miracle oh. Camp for
0: Ice Camp, it is a great, great experience. Life changing. Or if you want to volunteer in general. Yeah, or really student late.
1: ministry. We're always actually looking for people to help out in student ministry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. High,
1: high capacity leaders welcome at any stage of the game, right?
0: Definitely. Hit me up at uh, chris at greatoaks.church and I'll get you connected. So. Enough of that. Let's get to Pastor Brandon. Uh, I've called this episode "Hello and Goodbye," an interview with Pastor Brandon Lambius. We'll uh, explain what all that means here in a minute. So, what's up, Brandon? Uh, not much. Just, just sitting here trying to figure this whole podcast thing out. Sounds kind of weird, but we'll figure it out. It does. Like picture this: you got three dudes, two of them in their 20s, one in their 40s, sitting in an office. Church is going on. Um, who knows what's happening outside this office, so if you hear a little weird sounds, there's doors closing, it's people coming in and out, so we're not in a recording booth, but we're sitting in Brandon's mine office, which is soon to be my office, because uh, Brandon is leaving us. I am. We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. So, uh, Brandon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, as Chris said, I, I've been a, a
2: student pastor uh, for a little while now, for about three years, um... I grew up in Texas. I lived there for 16 years. Um, then my my family moved up to Peoria, Illinois because um, my dad's job kind of transferred us up here. Uh, graduated from high school in Metamora. Uh, when what we, year was that? That was in 2010. Um, so I was a Metamoron? Is that what they're called? <laughs>
0: that's if, what other people call it. Oh, that's what other if people... If you're
1: watching tonight, that's what you call people from Metamora, yeah.
0: What do what people you, from Metamora really call you're
1: Metamora, you're a redbird, dude. Oh,
0: okay. Do yeah,
2: you go, go, did that. There you there go. Go. Okay. How um, But yeah, so I went... Then I went off to college um, in Iowa. I graduated from... Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 He just, like, skipped over four years right there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get... I'll go back to it. I'll okay, go... all right, all right. So, so I graduated from sure college. so that you're, like, an athletic stud.
2: Um... In 2014, with a degree in social and criminal justice, with a business admin and uh, human resource management minors. Um, And so, I I, sounds
0: like you were confused.
2: I was a little bit actually. (laughs) Um, That confusion actually came from because I was an athlete. I ran track and field in college all four years, um, and I did the decathlon. And so, I was going into my senior year, but I was at my credit limit for graduating early, so I would have graduated actually in three years. I wanted to stay a th- my fourth year, and so I decided to throw on these two random majors, um, or minors, not majors. Um, so i threw on these two random minors. I uh, just got kind of like, oh, everyone goes to school for business, so why not throw these on there? Um, yeah, simple one. what yeah, I got in my degree. <laughs> in. It's yeah, I mean, easy. Everybody can do it. Business wasn't that difficult. Um, it was it was pretty, nah, pretty he, simple.
0: He's, he's true. It's actually a pretty straightforward degree.
2: Um. And then after I graduated from college, I I decided that I'd spend a year in uh, Australia. And so I traveled to Australia, uh, was there for nine months, and that was really just a, a just because sort of experience for me. I just wanted to see how how I was going to be able to handle living in another country without my support system, without the people that I had known for for years and friends and things like that just really just kind of starting over. Um, it's funny, though, because in that same kind of time frame of me traveling to Australia, uh, a girl that I had dated uh, years prior, um, her and I had always been really close friends in high school, and then uh, we kind of had a falling away in the middle of my college uh, years. Uh, kind of contacted me literally three weeks before I go to Australia. She's like, hey, like, <laughs> didn't are- she like,
1: didn't she like say, hey, I'm coming to Australia with you, basically?
2: Eventually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she came, she, she had met me at a coffee shop, and she had written me this letter. It was like three pages of non. Like, it, it was very difficult to read her writing, is what I'm saying. Um, so I was, like, trying to sift through these words that she's trying to put together and everything. Great
1: love letter. <laughs> and
2: basically, by the end of it, she's like, um, are we ever going to be anything or not? I just need to know. And so in that moment, I was like, yes, let's let's be something. Um, in,
0: like, nine months to a year. Right. And life that's,
2: life. that's the way I ended that. I was like, hey, you know, guess what? I'm, I'm actually heading out of the country in three weeks, and I'm going to be in Texas for two of those weeks. So you got one week with me until I leave the country. Um, and she decided to stick it out. She actually decided to go out there and visit uh, me while I was in Australia for about six weeks or so. And we were able to travel uh, together, and so I went to New Zealand.
0: I'll, um, I'll be honest, bro, I thought you were coming back married.
2: That, I'm surprised I didn't, actually. <laughs> uh, we contemplated the idea of eloping a couple times, um, but we were like, yeah, our parents would kill us if we made the decision. We ended up getting married a year later. Um, so, in like, I guess when I came back in 2015, we got married in 2016.
0: Uh, it's a beautiful th- ceremony, by the way. The I'll tell you what the pastor that performed it was amazing, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Chris performed my
2: ceremony. So. Oh right, right, yeah, uh, that's, hey, that was me.
0: Hey, I forgot that. about that.
2: Yeah, he, It was it was definitely a great time. Uh, but it's funny because after we had gotten married, our our parents were like, "Yeah, it would have been so much easier had you guys just eloped in in New Zealand." And I was what? like, "What? Wow, <laughs> Why, you guys just sort of." Bless that a long time ago, and then we would have just totally done that. Um, I I did not know that part of your story. Bro. Yeah, yeah. So it it could have been a possibility, but it's not. So um, did you guys ever ask them? No, um, they they point? had always known. So like when Jamie and I first met um, back in 2008, uh, they had known like that th- we were going to be a thing. Like my stepmom had pulled me aside one time after some sort of church event and was like, "Hey, that girl likes you. Like you two are going to get married." And I'm just like, wow, I'm like, that I'm
1: confidence of a parent, like knowing,
2: right? I was dating another girl at the time. So it was really just a weird <laughs> comment to make. I was like, Oh, that, that sounds kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about that. You um, and Jamie met
1: in high school though, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And
2: dated, dated in, in college. college. No, we dated in college, um, for, I don't even know how long it was, but she had left the country. She left the country for like four months to go be a missionary. Oh, right.
0: She went to Honduras.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so so you
0: both are, like, international traveling. Yep. Confused over relationships. Definitely. All this stuff. Definitely. All right, so so back to 2015, I guess maybe
2: fast forward to 2015. Yep. You get married. Get married. um, Within the first year, time frame. um, No, we get married in 2016. That's why it sounds weird. Yeah, we got married in 2016. Don't worry, Jamie, we'll
0: edit that later, so (laughs) so you'll right (laughs) the first time.
2: Uh, Came back from Australia in 2015, proposed October of 2015 get married April 2016. And then our first child was actually born in uh, July uh, 2017. Um, and so, yeah, there was a little bit of pause there. I was like, oh, when was that again? Um,
1: I heard the ceremony was beautiful. Like, I heard you guys had the church and everything. You yeah. actually, like, basically built your own...
2: Built the church the day... or built the wedding the day of. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was an outdoor wedding. Kudos to my dad. He's He's a... Great man and a big
0: procrastinator, but he pulls through every time. So, <laughs> and it was the first time where, in all the weddings I've done, they said we need to say I do at this exact moment in time, like literally like seven seventeen. Yep. Because that was when the sun was going to be setting in the west behind them. It was going to be beautiful picture and and you should see the pictures. Like they were beautiful. It was an amazing. Story. Yeah, they're so they're, they're great. Detail, yeah. yeah. That's oh. me. I'm very detail-oriented wow. as much as I can be. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Australia, marriage, undergraduate degree and multiple degrees, um, kid, all of that stuff. But all of that, like, pales in comparison, let's be honest, to youth ministry. Hmm. Like, youth ministry is all-consuming. By the way, youth ministry should be after family and everything else. So, just put that disclaimer in there. Um, yep. like, God, I, like, Jesus, family... Youth mm-hmm. ministry? Yeah. Okay. Right. Where does right.
2: Xbox fall in there? Oh. I would put almost Xbox above youth ministry. No, i
0: There are moments. It's like a
1: 3A, 3B. Yep, yep. <laughs>
2: kind of the same category. Yeah. You have to do Xbox to know of
0: ministry, so. Yeah, there you it's, a, it's a way to build
1: relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Come, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you come back from Australia, and you show up back at church, and I see you. Yep. And um, here's a young guy. Good-looking guy, knows how to relate to students. I can say that I'm am yeah. secure in my manhood. Yep. You know, knows how to relate to students. I immediately like latch on to him, say, "Hey, you need to come get involved in student ministry." Yep. It progressed pretty quickly after that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it was it was cool because I felt like I had an avenue already within the students' lives because my younger my youngest brother um, was already like he was coming into the youth group. So he was I think a sophomore at that time. Um, yeah, so he would have been just graduating or just finishing up his sophomore year, um, and so I like I just connected with him, I'm like, hey, and then who are your friends? And then I got to build a relationship with his friends, and then that kind of helped me really start to build relationships with the other students um, in that capacity. But yeah, I, just, I came in as a volunteer, I think at the end of July, um, and then as of October 2015, I was then part-time staff yeah. um, with yeah. the church. So.
1: Welcome. <laughs> it's crazy how fast it happens. Like, Chris has this way of kind of kind of pulling you under a wing and then not really letting you go, but it's just like kind of a passive-aggressive, like, hey, you know, I'll see you next week,
2: right? And like, you're just like, oh, but I got... Okay, yeah, you'll see yeah, me next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right.
1: It's like that. He's like that second father like, so many kids in ministry. Mm-hmm. It's like he came to became a second father to, to both of us, I think. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, it was that thing where, yeah, I kind of... I kind of need to help Paul out in this one. Yeah, there you
2: yeah. go. It's kind of like—is that immediate? Just like I can own this now. Like you're right. I should I should take that next step in my life and the next step in my faith. I'm gonna own pseudo ministry as my thing, um, kind of as true. well. Almost in part, definitely in partnership with Chris.
0: And I think he's yeah. he's really good at that. But you came on like part time, and you did that for almost a year, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, the church moved to making it a full time position. Yep. And you said no. Yeah. Yeah, so they, the church
2: leadership asked me beginning to go. Did you not know that part of the story, Austin? No, I did not.
1: I said no one. How many times did you say no? Uh,
2: I would say I think three times. Um, I, I denied the church three times, um, unfortunately. So did
0: Peter to Jesus just saying. Yeah,
2: but he came back from that, all right? So I it's came true. back from it
0: um, and realized I was making a dumb choice. Um, but you have, it, that was an uphill battle to get a full-time position, even though you were already here part-time. Yeah. Because you said no, because mm-hmm. we started the search process. Yep. And then in the midst of the search process, you're like, Chris, I think I made a mistake. I think I want in. And I'm yep. like, you're up against some competition now. Yeah.
1: You mean to tell me you chose youth ministry over Spartan athlete, like professional Spartan <laughs> athlete?
0: <laughs> That's a conversation for another day. Yes and no. I told you he's a stud athlete. So, I'm all right. But, So eventually it all works out. Yep. You went over the powers that be, Mm -hmm. you come on full-time ministry. Yep. And tell us about that transition.
2: Uh, so transitioning from, I was working full-time at another organization here, a Christian organization, um, within Peoria. And I just realized that I had been doing full-time, this other ministry, and then part-time at the church. When I made that, that switch, I went full-time student ministry, part-time, this other ministry, but it was was part-time remote. Um, and it was it was a fairly smooth transition I felt like, um, but in all capacity of all like ministry student ministry related like I got hit with just a wave and that's something that I felt like Chris prepared me for, kind of um, in coming into student ministry, uh, in the in regards to hey like as soon as you as soon as you come into ministry like just expect to get to get attacked spiritually um, as soon as it comes in so this is actually a, more of a personal story I guess. Um and I don't like sharing my life <laughs> all that much but I'll share it
0: anyway. That's okay. We we have like eight listeners, like our parents, maybe some of our best friends. I probably wouldn't even listen to it. <laughs> 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 um but
2: yeah, so then in in um we got married in 2016, so then October of 2016 is when I'm transitioning full time. Um that's actually Jamie and I had had our we're going to have our first child. We actually had a miscarriage um, at the same time, right in the same transition time frame and I'm like, "Wow, like I want to be angry with God for for allowing this to happen. Um, but at the same time, I understand, like, I'm coming into a world where I'm going to be fighting against the forces of darkness pretty consistently in my life. Um, and so it was kind of a wake-up call to that, like, hey, like, you are now a target. Like, you're no longer just this, this side guy that thinks he's doing ministry. No, you are somebody that's doing ministry. You're doing the work of, of Jesus uh, here in this community. So understand that you have a bigger target on your back and on your family's back even more so. Um, and so that that kind of that was just kind of an eye opener um, when I first started in in full time ministry. But at the same time, like my my wife and I, we pushed through that. Um, we we found healing where we needed to, and um, then we <laughs> conceived our 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 son now, um, and he's been going great. So we loved it, and we we praise Jesus for for his birth.
0: So kind of the um, the spiritual warfare, and I, I just I want I want to the pastor in me feel compelled. I gotta throw this in like. Not all miscarriages are we're saying are spiritual True. attacks, spiritual warfare. Right. Um so we're not we're not saying that theology. Don't 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 uh don't email us or you know, all twelve of you send us hate mail. Um, we're up to twelve now. <laughs> we're up <in> 12. <laughs> we got four to twelve. Four, four listeners no, no, in no, no, three no. minutes. <laughs> but uh but you know, the, this idea of when you step into spiritual leadership, you do. You as as Brandon said, you put a target on your back. You know, Austin I'm sure you've experienced that as well. Um, it's something weird that happens, but kind of in that vein of thought, Brandon, like what were some of the other surprises, unexpected things you learned about student ministry once you made that transition to full-time?
2: Um, so I feel like some of the, some of the surprises that happened when I first came in, um, or even just after like three months or so was just the weight of ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in, in regards to students specifically, it's more so on the side of like, just you're taking on their burdens at the same time. Like if they, if they feel comfortable enough. That they can come and talk to you or they can let down their walls or whatever like now i'm in a position where i have to help like carry their burdens with them and help guide them through their through their things that are going on in life and so i think there was a little bit of that that kind of really surprised me oh like now i'm I'm really carrying the weight of these students um 24 7 24 7 like it's
1: all it's it's all encompassing all right around the clock
2: yep it's my it's my occupation so the same i think that same mentality like it it was a surprise for, for my wife at first where, like, I'm getting text at 10, 11 o'clock at night from students saying, like, hey, like, I'm struggling with this or, or whatever. And different things that are kind of going on, like, that, that surprise in the sense of, like, my job doesn't end at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock or whatever. Like, it, it goes beyond the stretches of just, like, a 9 to 5 sort of job. It, it, it's early in the morning or it's late at night. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. Um, yeah, it's
0: it's one of the things that's always surprised me about student ministry, not so much the schedule, I get it, that's when students are available, when they're thinking about some of these deeper things, but I guess where I'm going with it is, I I've, I've was surprised early on, I get it now, I've been doing it for 20 plus years, but students are more than willing to open up their life to you, you know, to, to share, you know, once they build that trust with you, that relationship with you, it takes time, right? But eventually, if you're a consistent presence in their life, they're going to open up their life to you. I and mean, Austin, you've probably seen this. You're, you're, I'd still call a student ministry rookie just a couple of years. Yeah. And you're not paid. You're not on staff. You're an engineer. But you've probably experienced this as well, right?
1: Some, I mean, some kids are hard to crack, right? right. But it's it's that time, and really all they want to know is that you're there and that you care about them, right? And then it's then, yes, that they'll they're absolutely open up and... It's those relationships that you cultivate the most out of, rather than just with a lot of kids. Like it stays as kind of a superficial relationship, but it's almost like you just chase after those ones that are fighting even harder, that are kind of resisting, and they're the
0: ones that seem to uh, open up the most. Yeah. So, Brandon talks about what have you loved. Uh, you, you've you been on staff now one year part-time, two years full-time, uh, just over two years full-time, right? What what have you come to love about student ministry? I think
2: uh, I would truly say that the thing that I love the most about student ministry has been the relationships that I've been able to develop over the last few years. Um, and so I, I see this in, as we, we talk about my transition here in a minute, um, but as as I've come to make this announcement with the church and things like that, just like the, the amount of student support um, that have kind of rallied behind me and said, like, yeah, like, this, we can see you doing awesome in this, in this next career and, and that sort of thing. Like, just those relationships that I've, I feel like I've fostered over the last few years um, are kind of in that place where I'm like, oh, I could have, I could have gone up there and said, oh, I'm, I'm leaving. Okay, peace. When's the next guy getting here? And like, that could have been their mentality, but more so it's on the mentality on the side where they're like, oh, like, you're leaving. Like, that's, that stinks. And like, on more of like a, a personal level, uh, mis- for it to be personal for chris as well like as i'm telling students like i've already i've told his son that's in the student ministry before that like i was leaving um but as i'm sitting there announcing to the rest of the students like he's up there like in tears about it like and he's upset about it i'm sitting up there like trying to fight back tears and i see him crying i see my mother-in-law crying and then the tears just start flowing i'm like man this is this is hard like it's hard to leave uh, this group of students or these these people that i've grown so close to um in regards to, finding another career or, or pursuing a different path. Um, but I think out of all of this, like my favorite thing that I, I would say that I've truly loved is just those relationships, the people that I know, like I've gotten so close to and that the love is real. It's not, it's not just this artificial, or oh, I'll see you Sunday morning, sort of artificial love, like, Hey, how you doing? Sort of thing. But it's more so like, man, we care about you. Like we want what's best for you. And then at the same time, like, you know, they know that I want what's best for them in the same regard. Yeah,
1: it's those it it was those tears that had to been those words of encouragement that Mm -hmm. like led you to like it was fully solidified that you had made an impact. Like you knew everything you had done for those, you know, those few students or even the group of students as a whole.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Along
2: the way.
0: Yeah. So, you know, in in church world, um, transitions are not uncommon. Unfortunately, the average tenure of uh, associate pastors, and we're talking student ministry today, so we'll keep it there. But the average tenure of, of student pastors in most American churches today is 14 months, and Brandon's been here for three years, so more than than doubled uh, that tenure. And so, uh, while transitions, you know, do happen, we don't experience them often here at Great Oaks. And uh, Brandon is one of uh, several people right now that are kind of undergoing some transitions, but. We haven't really hit on what you're going to. Yeah. So why don't you fill in that one last remaining blank for our 14 people? uh, We got it, too. 14 people (laughs) that are now listening. Um, Yeah, so like I said before,
2: I went to school for social and criminal justice, um, and it was more so with a a law emphasis within my my schooling. Um, That was because I wanted to go on to become an attorney. um, But as time had kind of gone on, and I'd I'd had a number of internships uh, with two different – county attorney's offices and then once one internship with the police department I actually found myself enjoying the my internship with the police department better um and the attorneys actually all told me like hey are you thinking about becoming an attorney like when you graduate and I said yes like yeah don't and I'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay you gotta gotta appreciate uh, honesty did
1: that give you any reason
2: yeah yeah so they said they one of the first questions they asked like do you want to have like do you want to be intentional with your family or do you want to do you want to have a life where you get to devote a lot of time to your family um, and I was like, yes. And they're like, yeah. Then depending on which which sector you go into within law, like that's not going to be, it's it's not going to be possible, or it's it's wow. less likely to happen. Wow. Um, so I'm, I was. Like, it sounds it sounds harsh, but like I appreciate it because like in my mentality, like they're like, how many kids do you want? I'm like, I'm I'm hoping to have like three to five. Um, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. And they're like, good. That's great that you want to have that many kids. Don't become an attorney. And I'm like, okay. Well, at least lets me set that aside. Let's find the next thing, man.
0: I, I kind of feel like we need to pause and pray for attorneys everywhere, yeah, and their families. I mean, I, I believe. I had no idea. I believe that there's probably Some plenty,
2: a uh, plenty of attorneys that are probably have great home lives or family lives and everything. like that. So that's definitely. It's just yeah. a yeah. couple. of yeah. Two attorneys. You, we're yeah. go, we're going to two have out. Two lawyers back. that I talked to <laughs> said that. <laughs> right. Two um, lawyers.
0: Boom. Bringing us back. Right. That's really my job. I'll keep us on track.
2: Yeah. Um. So what I'm going into now is I'm actually pursuing a career to be a police officer in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, so I have family that lives in Fort Wayne. My, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live in Fort Wayne and our niece, um, lives there as well. Um, and so we're transitioning that way to kind of be next to that side of our family. And I, we've come, my wife and I have come to love Fort Wayne over the last, uh, couple years. And we've been kind of planning this for a long time. Um, when we first got married, our, our plan was actually initially to like, all right, we're married, we're moving, we're moving to either Texas or we're moving to Fort Wayne, um, and that just didn't that couldn't happen at that point in time in our lives. We we were not financially stable enough to make a move like that. Um, and so we stayed. We we stayed here. And that that was a little bit of that, that initial pushback with the church um, when they asked, like, hey, are you wanting to come on full time? I said no multiple times because I thought we were moving. Um, and so I didn't want to commit to something and then decide that we're we're leaving. And that would just that would have hindered the entire process as a whole. Um, and so now, as time has kind of gone on, we've become a little bit more financially, a little bit more financially stable, now we can make a move. Um, so I'm per- pursuing this career only because I went to school uh, for it and also because I, I think I've learned um, a lot in student ministry that can help me become a better police officer. Um, and that's one of the things that I, I initially said in my first interview uh, with the Fort Wayne Police Department uh, was saying that um, I feel like at this time in my life, at this point, at this point, this moment, I have gotten to this point where I've, I've learned About people, I've learned about Jesus. I've I've taught about Jesus that I can be the light of Christ to a community that needs the light of Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's we see the media, we see a lot of things that are going on with police officers and things like that, and a lot of that's kind of just I don't want to say fake news, but it's just kind of like it's it's (laughs) skewed to to make you think a certain way. Skewed is a good word. And so at the same time, like I want to be able to be an active Christ follower, and then at the same time, like be able to. To rally the troops, or rally the other the other police officers that are around me, to get to know Christ as well, because just as much as as criminals need to know Jesus, so do other police officers. And I think being a pastor for the last two to three years, um, I've gotten to this point now where like I'm confident enough in my faith, I know how to communicate my faith well enough um, that I can present the gospel in an area that truly needs the gospel being presented in. Um, so you can kind of see that as like almost like a, a missionary transition, like I'm going sure. into another land to present the gospel. Um, so I think that's that's the excitement for me is that I have the opportunity placed before me to kind of step out of vocational ministry and then go into another career where ministry is just as important as it is here.
0: That's amazing. I, I love the, the vision, the heart, the purpose behind all that. And, uh, I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about that over the years, but it's cool to have you share that with, you know, our 18 people that are not (laughs) listening. Um, so what's, man, what's, uh, so it's December 16th. We're recording this. I don't know when it's going to air, but December 16th. What's your timeline? Uh, so I have
2: another, I actually have a month, a month as of today. Um, so four weeks, a little over four weeks. Um, and so we'll be making that move, um, and, and, heading out to Fort Wayne. Um yeah. Yeah, so it's it's coming up quick. at uh, the, the church uh found out that we were making this transition last week. Two weeks ago. Two, two, weeks, weeks, ago? Ago. two, two weeks ago? Two weeks.
1: ago. You made the announcement.
2: Yep. So two yes. weeks ago. Um and since then I mean it's it's been nothing but encouragement. People come by us just saying that they're praying for us, they're praying for this this next step. We've been able to get quite a few um people that say that they're gonna put us on their actual like family prayer list, which is awesome. Like just to know that like our home church our, our kind of sending church, um, is still going to be praying for us and still have us in their, in their view. Um, I think it's very encouraging again, going, to, going back to the, uh, the current state of police uh, force and everything like that. In, in the world right now, um, police officers need prayer. They, they definitely do. Um, and so I, I would appreciate prayers specifically from you guys and everything. And yeah, that's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Man, Brandon, it's been good. Yep. I've loved our, our three years working together. Um, definitely going to miss you. Um, it's going to be weird not having you around. Yeah, uh, you're like confidant, friend, partner in ministry. I'm going to start crying before too long. So <laughs> don't do it. Don't do sure. it. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm holding back. I'm holding back. We'll running, do that for another running, day. Buddy,
1: running buddy for me, a mentor to me. You know, got me involved in student ministry. Um, you know, poured into poured into my life unbelievably and you know motivated me to go on my first mission trip even, yeah.
0: which and is where this yeah, whole podcast came where from.
1: this is this whole thing started back you know over a year ago yeah less than sorry less than a year ago in Peru and it's just it's awesome to see it come together yeah dreams becoming realities
0: absolutely absolutely all right well I think uh, I think we've talked at you long enough for today uh, I want to thank Brandon for your time today being our first ever um, student ministries, interviewee, person, individual we talked to on the other side of the table. But I don't know what it's called. Uh, first guest. There you go. That's yes, what that's we're looking for. First a guest. First guest. On. <laughs> that was such a difficult You're word to find. That was so much harder than it needed to be. many words. <laughs>
1: many could have been one. <laughs>
0: absolutely there's so much more on that hey so uh this is austin and chris um our next interview we're going to talk about uh, peru and we're going to give you some behind the scenes stuff on uh, what we're doing with short-term missions trips in the future so thanks for tuning in thanks for listening watch
1: for more Like and subscribe on facebook instagram youtube's twitter's and all your social media. Okay, we're probably just
0: going to be on iTunes, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll watch for that uh, sometime later, and uh, we'll tell you how to stay in tune. See you guys.